Welcome to our Surviving Physical Therapy School podcast with Lauren, Sam, and Allie, where we will be giving you tips on surviving PT school one topic at a time. Welcome back, everyone. This is our second episode, and our topic is first year, what to expect. This kind of came about because my friend asked me if I had any advice or tips for physical therapy school. So I figured this would be a great topic to discuss with Sam and Lauren. I personally had no idea what I was walking into during when I went to PT school. So we'll just address that little journey of mine and ours. We'll first start with the questions I jotted down that my friend asked and we're all gonna answer them. So first question, what was your first day like? Sam, you wanna start? Sure. Um, so first day was orientation and I remember it being extremely overwhelming and not remembering a single thing about what they told me because I had too much coming in and had no idea what to do with it and where I was supposed to go. I didn't really know, like luckily our program, everything was in one classroom. However, they had a bunch of websites that we had to go and log into. We had a bunch of resources in the library and all of this stuff on campus, campus I'd never been to. That was completely different. And I think that that was extremely overwhelming. Um, and I even completely messed up the first day and left the class for a while and came back not knowing that we were supposed to be at school. So it's okay. <laughs> it's not like, it's amazing, but you can mess up on your first day, even unintentionally. Um, yeah, so first day is just a lot of here's how to do all of the things and you're not going to remember a lot of it and maybe arguably don't even write it down because it's probably won't even matter. One thing that I remember from the first day, um, for me and like my nerves, I came really early and that kind of helped um, just kind of to get the jitters out. You can kind of chat up with classmates. Um, if you know people in the program, that's always helpful. I went to undergrad at this same school that I went to grad school. So I knew quite a few people. So that was always helpful. Um, but then you can also branch out to people who you don't know and kind of get to befriend them. I mean, they're gonna be your family for the next three years. Um, another thing that I thought was helpful for me, I like my calendar. So I brought a planner because I feel like the first few days they do throw out a bunch of important dates, places you have to be, where you have to be, when. So that was helpful for me to write those dates down and I really thrive off of keeping a planner. But I think too, Lauren, you mentioned about walking in first day and you know, at least knowing some people from your undergrad program who went to the same school, which is very lucky. Um, but yeah, like I walked in on day one and didn't know a single person and had known my roommate who was also a, um, my roommate who, I didn't know beforehand either. I knew him two days before school started. So I had no idea who he was or how anything worked. And he was also coming from out of state and also didn't know anybody. So that helped in a way. Um, but arguably it was terrifying trying to make friends. And I mean, I'm 29, so it's not like I'm new at this necessarily, but, and I'm not just like, I had work experience and stuff beforehand, but it was still like walking in on day one 
I just thought, I don't know anybody. Half of this class already knows somebody else in this program, at least, because they were all athletic trainers or exercise science people who came in from the UMary undergrad program, like Lauren, you lucky, lucky person. Um, but everybody's in the same, like, there's a lot more people than you think in the same boat. Everybody's, like, really nervous. So it's okay to, like, talk to other people, but if you don't hit off with anybody the first day, that's okay. You, you got three years. You got three years. You will get to know everybody pretty intimately by the end, guaranteed. One person you should get to know if your school has it is your front desk. Yes. Person. Yes, know your front desk lady. Befriend your lady or man or other student. Um, they're oftentimes the go-to and I mean you'll I'm sure it'll be drilled into your head as well even if you're going to get a job that's the person who sees you first and your employers will ask how you treated them you know they're your go-to people befriend them yes they will give you the key if you're nice to them mm -hmm. to the building on days that school normally isn't happening that's something you want to do all right, let's move on to the next question. The next question is, how do you go about finding housing? How'd you do it, Sam? Uh, we just went through like local rental companies basically in the, like, in the Bismarck area, um, but this would go to anywhere. But yeah, we didn't know anybody, my roommate and I, so that's what we went to and it worked out really nicely. They rented to us through you know, without having to go and see them or anything. We did it online and then showed up first day and it worked out really well. Um, How'd you find your roommate? So, yeah, so we, um, my roommate actually emailed the entire class when sort of they sent that whole welcome email to everybody saying like, hey, this is your class, like welcome. This is some things to know, a couple attachments, yada, yada, yada. Here's how to sign into your login and your email and whatever. Um, and so my roommate actually emailed the whole class asking to see like, if anybody had a roommate yet. And I let it sit for like a month and a half or so before I emailed the exact same thing to the entire class again. And then he was still without a roommate. So it was magic. Um, and it worked out nicely. Luckily, it turned out really well. It could also turn out really horribly. So I got lucky for sure, but also was open to having a male roommate um, who also had open partners for on both ends who were okay with the situation. That can be very challenging as well. So yeah, the Facebook page is super helpful um, getting to know people like the summer prior. Uh, I think that our program kind of suggests that someone set that up early on and that was super helpful. So if your program doesn't already do that, highly suggested. Um, as far as me, I am actually from the area and my husband and I have a house here. So I got pretty lucky. I was able to just stay living at home. Okay, so coming into PT school, what are ways in order to keep you from being distracted? Hmm. I'm distracted constantly. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not very good at that one. Yeah, uh, I, I mean I could definitely give advice because as a very highly distractible person, you know, I definitely have figured out a way in the last couple of years to help myself from being as distracted. It becomes like a treat in order to do the things I want to do and get the things I have to get done done um as soon as possible. And I think too, 
after your first while of time figuring out what you need to do to study, like it gets easier with school, obviously. But um, I think a big part of me was, or like to do this was learning about like the Pomodoro method of studying. Um, that keeps me from distractions arguably more than anything because it is a, generally speaking, there's different times, but there's a 20 minute on sort of, or 25 minute working schedule and then a five minute off, do whatever you want schedule. And there's like YouTube videos that have just timers on them basically. And you can set two hour ones, four hour ones, eight hour, however long you want to study for. But honestly, that keeps me from working super hard for two or three hours and getting completely tired of it and then being done for the rest of the day versus having those five minute study breaks every once in a while allows me to have like a tiny mental break every 25 minutes that ensures that I can get, you know, the distraction in that I want. I know like I'm a very social person. So having to study as much as you're required to do in school was a lot. And because there's just so much studying you have to do. It's just, that's the bottom line. And so if I were to go out of town for the weekend to go see like family or friends, like I, I had a long, I have a long distance boyfriend. So having to go see him, I made sure to always get my study guides. Like that's the best way I study, get my study guides done before I left. Um, in order to keep myself, like I said, like made like a plan of how, when I was going to fit in studying so I could like leave, I would study in the morning and then I would go have fun later in the day. And that kept myself from like, this is the time of me not to be distracted. Like this is a time for work. And then now that I've done that and fulfilled that, I can go and have fun. So setting up a plan is a really good way to like keep you from being distracted. All right. So the next question that we were given was from Dylan was, what's the best way to study? Lauren, why don't you start this one off? Yeah, for me, this is something that I really struggled with um, my first year of school. Um, high school, I really felt like I didn't have to study. Undergrad, I don't ever remember studying like I have to study in PT school. So it was a big curveball for me. Um, I definitely didn't do as well on some of those first tests as I should have. Um, but it was a learning curve. I had to figure out what was going to work best for me and that was rewriting all of my notes. Um, so taking the PowerPoints and then I'd actually transfer all of that into a Word table and then that would be my study guide that I would print off and then I would have to rewrite or I'd go through highlight and then rewrite all of those notes into a smaller handwritten study guide. Um, so rewriting that really helped me out um, and then kind of just putting things into my own words. Another thing is like I know a lot of my classmates they're super good about studying with people, studying in groups, um, laying in bed and kind of just reading over things. And that definitely doesn't work for me. Like I can get nothing done. I won't remember anything if there's music or TV going. Um, so I have to, I made um, a room in my house that's just dedicated to studying and maybe some crafting, but mostly <laughs> studying, that I just have to sit in my corner on my desk at a real desk and write all my notes out and it has to be completely silent for me. So that's what's worked for me. And I know that that's definitely not everyone's style. Yeah, I think the same. Um, definitely with the, like studying for undergrad, as difficult as it was and challenging compared to 
high school, for example, and then comparing that to grad school, it is, they're all whole other levels and you're gonna have to figure out a new way to study for every level of school that you're going into basically, because it's gonna be different. And it's even different within year to year within that same program. Like I think I've adjusted my study style a few times at least now and really sorting it out took almost a year, which is kind of terrifying to think about, but it took almost a year to really get it sorted. And I think that can be really scary. Um, when you are feeling like that first year and you still feel like you have no idea what's going on, it's fine. Um, I think for me, definitely, yeah, handwriting out all the notes or as much of, as I could, um, I did at least, or at least the things I didn't understand well. And I also found that um, for me, the environment that I'm in matters a lot for, as it does with a lot of people. But for a while there, for example, I would go study at school because being in that setting that I'm gonna be tested in happened to help on test day because I could be like, oh, this is a familiar environment to me and it wasn't as, I guess, anxiety inducing walking in that day because it was a place I had been in a long time. Studying that material that I'm gonna be tested on. However, though that changed again in that um, I now almost solely can study at like a coffee shop, for example, and I need some sort of background music for myself to study otherwise I can't focus for the life of me so that's completely different than Lauren's situation um, but I also learned this last year that talking it out especially the couple days before exam days so finding one or two study buddies definitely helps with making sure you are filling in all of those holes that you seem to be missing or if you have gaps in your knowledge or if you are um, you think you understand something but you actually don't when you try to explain it because that happens to me all the time. Happens more than you think. Yep. 100%. So, yeah. And then sometimes it just takes that other person explaining it to you for you to, for it to be like completely connect or be able to explain it better yourself. So yeah, I think that those are definitely the ways it helps. Um, textbooks I used intermittently. It kind of depended um, for studying. I think it just depended on the class, honestly, whether or not it helped or not. Um, and I definitely use my resources of YouTube to that's like huge because you'll find that every single person doesn't study the same for you, as each other. And then you'll find yourself comparing like, oh, they're reading this book. They're doing this. Like I should be doing this. That doesn't work for you. You saw that you heard that Sam and Lauren both have to write things out. Not me. They have to be in like a room by themselves that's not me i'll be making dinner listening to youtube videos and that was the best way for me to study first year like i finding commonalities between things that you're studying is the biggest thing however you can do it making a story of the stuff that you're studying huge like i had to make some flow charts but i couldn't sit for long periods of time and write things out but that's the biggest thing of us talking about it we us three vary so much in the way we study but the thing that we have most in common is that we come together and talk about it. And I think finding a study group is probably be the most beneficial thing you'll find in how to study in school. You, you will switch up your study habits over and over again until you find what's right. And it's just PT school, grad school in general, is just a whole different level and it's a whole different thing. But you'll find a way It'll be okay. You'll just have to trial and error a couple times. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just don't try to do it alone. Everyone's going through the same thing that you are. 
Um, ask people what's working for them. Um, you might find that's how I figured out um, the best way that worked for me. Um, I actually had one of my classmates send me her notes and it, everything just clicked. And so then that's how I started formatting all mine. Oh, that's a good point. Totally. And I mean, I definitely know that I've taken bits and pieces of other people's study tips and kind of converted them into my own too. I think that it, asking a lot of people on how they're studying definitely can make you um, find the ways to create your own way of studying that works really well for you. And yes, it will probably take some time, but it's going to be time well invested because by the time you are done figuring that out, everything is going to feel so much easier. Okay, well, you mentioned earlier that you, sometimes you didn't study from textbooks, like some, I didn't study from textbooks, but it worked for my roommate. How do you know which textbooks to, to buy, which ones you should get, like, what should you do? Like, what textbook should I get? Well, first off, your professors will tell you that every book is required. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. But for me and my third grade reading level, I'm not going to get anything out of books. <laughs> like it takes me a very long time to read and I almost get nothing out of it unless I'm taking super detailed notes and then it takes too much time that it wasn't worth my wasn't worth the while um but for us in our program we're pretty lucky that we have mentors um from the year above us and so I did a lot of reaching out to my mentors and people in the older classes uh, basically asking which books they really enjoyed, which ones were really actually required, and maybe which ones were just nice to have. Um, and then my one of my mentors was a reader, so I didn't really go off of what she said, so I asked someone else who kind of had more of my kind of study habits um, and kind of just went from what they were telling me. Yeah, just asking different people. Definitely, like a, use the class above you. Once your first day comes, like use the class above you. Ask those questions. There's nothing wrong with that. Definitely, and consider sharing textbooks too. Like I know a lot of us in first year, if this many people had the book and this many people didn't have the book, then we would just share resources, pages, whatever. People would take pictures of the book. We just kind of made it easy if we didn't have it. And I think that really, help save a lot of people with costs on books they would never use. Okay, here's another question. Um, what do you think about holding a job during school? Ooh, that's a tough question. I think um, that for me, I was always afraid to hold a job during school, um, even when I thought I had the time because I was concerned that I wouldn't be spending as much time as I need to on school. <laughs> Um, and that is really scary for me when, like, my background and my educational background in terms of, you know, ability to focus and stay doing the things I need to do and a lot of the time appropriately, especially in undergrad, it was really challenging me for, to work 30 hours a week and then also be doing school full time. And I know that with grad school, I wanted to get everything I could out of it and not have to spend my time worrying about going to a job for 20 hours a week or less maybe. Um, however, I know that there are some times when I thought, you know, I have all this time and I should be making some money right now because all I'm doing is putting a bunch of money like, or getting my money through loans and that's not awesome necessarily either. Um, but I feel like the worry for me 
was that I just wouldn't have the time and I that made me afraid. So I did not have a job throughout the entirety of grad school. For me, um, I kind of like same, a little bit the same as Sam. It is concerning because what if you have a shift and your professor forgot to tell you that you have a quiz the next day? Um, I kind of ran into that a few times. I worked as a waitress and I would work those Saturday, Sundays, mostly weekends, but a lot of times we had tests on Mondays and then I would just be up until 2 a.m. studying. So I did um, quit that after the first year of school, but I also had a job as a hockey coach for our um, girls high school team for the past um, five years. So all of my um, post high school years, I've been coaching this team. Um, and for me, it's really not a job. That's kind of my escape. So that was really helpful. I mean, I definitely don't make a lot of money, but every day after school for two hours, and it's not a huge commitment either, just being that long um, for practices. So if you can find something flexible like that, and the uh, people that I coached with were super understanding. They knew that school came first for me. Um, so that's kind of my experience. And then we would do weekend trips and I could normally study pretty well on the bus, just throwing my headphones in, even though it's not my preferred way, but that kind of worked for me. Well, it's just a matter of, like I worked at a boutique, I found that was my escape, but I made sure if I had an exam to make those study guides before work and make sure I studied adequately, maybe not going out for happy hour or something with friends after, like making sure I took that time to study if I knew I had my shift the next day. Yeah, I think biggest thing is just be good at time management if that's something you wanna do during school. Yeah. Okay, so um, how about some, besides work, are there any other extracurricular activities that people should get into? Like he, Dylan specifically asked like having a meeting about dissecting research articles, everybody bring a research article and talking about, <laughs> Lauren just made a throwing up face. <laughs> and like talking about it. We've had some people do Bible study. Yeah. What do you guys think? Just do anything that you find fun, honestly. Like you need to have the fun time because otherwise you're gonna be so miserable. That whole, like, School is so overwhelming in and of itself that if you don't have whatever it is that you like to do somehow, some way, I don't care if it's going to the gym, sports, volleyball, um, it could be, you know, watercoloring or it could be meeting up with friends for like a wine and art night. I, it doesn't matter. Just find a thing to go do that is not school related because otherwise you'll go insane. Um, for me, I am not as involved. <laughs> as I probably could be, should be, um, as Allie kind of already alluded to, research and extra school isn't really something that I want to take my free time. Um, but there are so many good opportunities through like your APTA or even um, what our class president, I mean, that's kind of an extra burden duty job that she's taken on and she rocks it. So if that's something that you think that you would do well, definitely um, try to be a candidate for that. Yeah, and I think too with that, 
just related that I thought of was you can always create something. So if you're interested in it, there's probably somebody else that is probably also interested in it. So if you want to create a journal club that is like focused on research articles about whatever topic that you pick, do it because somebody else will, is really likely going to want to get in on that. So I would say go for it if that's something you want to do and it's not available yet. We're going to kind of start wrapping up and Sam, I think, has some more advice and tips that we haven't addressed and take it away. Um, yeah, so just things I wanted to mention um, that we maybe didn't talk about before. Uh, one of them was setting up a class calendar. That honestly became the biggest help for most of our students that um, would have otherwise not known what was due when. So whether that's your class president setting that up or whether that's you setting that up, whoever, it can be anybody in the class, but I think that setting something up that is a physical calendar that goes to the front of the class or a Google calendar, whatever it is, um, that is shared with the whole class allows people to make sure they feel like they're on top of whatever they need to do. So highly recommend doing that. That came a little bit later in our the beginning of our first year and honestly it helped everybody out more than I think they even realized. Um, also just know that um, you will probably fail something. I think that it is a terrifying thought but you'll probably fail a lab test or you'll probably fail a written exam or something. I did it and we all walked out of there just fine. It's okay. Um, yeah, so just know you, you'll probably fail something. Um, hopefully not, but it's likely to happen. And uh, you're just gonna have to brush off, you know, brush that off a little bit and just try again. And they give you the opportunity to do that. So use it as a learning opportunity is what they say. Yes. Um, question for you girls. Did any of you guys fail the first anatomy test? Heck yeah. Nope. Okay. Lucky enough to not. <laughs> I so didn't proud. either. Yeah. So I thought it was hilarious. I talked to a few of the classmates. Um, I think our class really struggled with the first test. Uh, they there weren't sure what to it. There were 20 of us who failed it. Wasn't it yeah. 15? Yeah. There was 15 or 20 of us who actually failed the first test. Okay. Failed is less than a 72%, just FYI. Yeah, but um, the story that I heard is everyone thought, oh my gosh, I just failed this first test. Uh, I'm not cut out for this. And then they walk into a room to retake it with half of their class. So just know that there's probably more people failing than you think. Yeah. So and sometimes when you need to kind of reevaluate the way you study, it's okay. You're not perfect. That's a big thing. No. And it's not a new thing for your professors either. Like they've seen whole classes go through this before. So they know and they will give you advice and they will let you retake it if you have to. So don't worry. <laughs> they understand. Um, and also just a quick note about lab tests. If you've never had to do them before, which I never had, um, being my undergrad was in environmental science, we never had to do a lab test. And that completely, I had no idea what to, what I was walking into when I did the first one. And it's going to be terrifying, but it's fine because like I said, you'll do them over and over and over and over and over again, and you will get better at it and get more confidence and you'll learn how to study for them better. And we'll, we'll have an episode we're um, talking about what to expect in your first lab test too. So stay tuned with that, but just know school is, that lab test are going to be overwhelming, but you'll get through it. Yep. All right. So I think for me, just out of everything, the biggest 
piece of advice that I have that we mentioned before was find a study buddy. I don't care if it's one, two, 20 people, whatever it is for you, figure, like find a person who will help you and who you can study with that you study because repeat that you blew up <gasps> i did oh no okay so the whole thing i think you could start from like yeah just start the whole thing okay <laughs> so i think the biggest piece of advice that i can give is to find a study buddy whether that is one two or 20 different people it doesn't matter but just find a group of people who studies well with you and has similar ish habits or that you can talk through information with and that is going to honestly be the biggest thing that's going to help you get through school. Lauren, pieces of advice? Yeah, so um, my biggest takeaways from what to expect advice, make sure that you find you time, that you're not thinking about school at all. You know, that's, I think it's super important, whether it be with your classmates, or with your significant other, with your family, friends, or just you, if you're just reading a book. Um, find your thing and do that. Also, learn how you study and know that it might not be the same for every class. Um, and if you haven't, check out Quizlet. Um, that's been super helpful, especially if you're someone who is on the go a lot. Um, kind of having that resource at your fingertips all the time. If you're waiting in a waiting room for 10-15 minutes you can always take out your study cards and that was kind of super helpful for me especially for some of those classes like anatomy that's just memorizing. I think my biggest takeaway is um, before you go ask a professor a question make sure you do as much research on the question before you ask it. So for example the most embarrassing thing that could happen is if you go into a professor's office and ask a question and they're like, well, have you looked this up? And you say no. And they say, talk to me when you look it up. Make sure you're fully prepared when you go into a professor's classroom to explain your problem and how you try to find it out and why you still don't get it. And I think it also, but that doesn't mean like if you really truly don't get like a conceptual thing, like you, they, it doesn't make sense in class. It doesn't make sense when you um, read it. And it doesn't make sense when you ask a, like your classmate about it. That's when it's okay to go ask your professor to be like, I've done this, this, and this, and it still doesn't make sense. That's okay. Go ask your professor. Just making sure like you're held at a higher standard. Like you're in doctoral school. Like you are an adult, you can like figure out like the answers to stuff, you know how to research and look up things. You have 40 plus other classmates to ask. Ask and exhaust all your options before you go asking a professor because they also too have a lot on your plate. But we're lucky enough as a program that our professors are really close in close quarters with us and like willing to bounce off ideas. I just make sure that I'm fully prepared when talking to them, so. That's it for our episode on what to expect for your first year and looking forward to episode three. See you guys later.